On this episode of the Coast Coast Expanded Universe, I'm going to be discussing who in this motley crew of associates uh, represents human resources for our group, why it's me, and just how much shit Neth, Kevin, and uh, Chris are going to be in once I get the backlog of complaints against the three of them. Also, why Chris is not allowed to talk about genitals. Also, it's pollen season. You have to deal with this voice. Hello, folks. Welcome to episode 165 of the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe. I, of course, am Gavril. This is Neth. Hey! This is Chris. Hi. And this is Kevin. Hello. It is Saturday, April 9th, 2022, and we are here, like always, recording an episode. How's everybody doing? Why am I not allowed to talk about genitals? I was just going to ask the exact same question. <laughs> Because you asked to inspect Kevin's. Oh, yeah. No, no. He asked to test Kevin's, not inspect. Test, sorry. Test. Test. There's a world of difference. And I didn't think it was uh, P. Kevin, Kevin sounded keen. He did. He said it was keen. As long as Kevin is comfortable with himself, you know I mean, what? I mean, I would have never said it like that. But okay. You sounded keen. You were slaveringly uh, excited about it. How's that sound? So You're excited. Very, ooh. <laughs> Much excited. Well, Kevin, you yep. have probably got the shortest amount of things that you've been doing in the last two weeks. So what have you been up to, sir? LB set up a Project Zomboid server, and I've been cooking and upgrading And leaving backpacks. the stove on. And leaving the stove on. That's chagrin. Um, but yeah, the game is still slow. There's still bugs logging into the game. It takes you have to like reload the entire like add-on folder if an add-on updates. There's still some things, but the game is still too slow. I still want to play the game that Neth got us into, the other zombie game, State of Decay or some shit. Left for Dead. I don't remember what it's called. State of isn't State of Decay like a mobile game? The one um, zombie game that we've been playing on Xbox. No. It was State of Decay 2. State of Decay 2. Yeah. I'm having more fun with Zomboid. <laughs> so. Until you're like, I'm frustrated, and then log off. Well, you know, <laughs> last night I was kind of busy. So there's that. Well, I was loud. LB told me that anytime I wanted to join, I could, and I just told him straight up, I'm tired of switching games every two to four weeks, so... Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Getting I want to finish the other game. I was liking the uh, forest. The forest. Well, so let's see. The forest, scrap mechanic, um, Icarus. Valheim. Uh, Valheim. I mean, I abandoned Valheim because it just wasn't my thing. I didn't expect you guys to. So We ran out of stuff to do in Valheim. And people got that's what happens when you. That's what happens when you play a game that's in 
what was it, an alpha at the time? Yeah. Early access, yeah. Same with Icarus, honestly. If we would have started playing now, I think we would have still we be playing. barely scratched the surface of Icarus. The problem was <laughs> is that it was not the kind of game you and Elby wanted to play, which was base building. No, I like I like playing it. I still would play it. But, but the problem is, is that you, well, you also just wanted to like turtle down in a single base and like take your time to get up to the max tech level. And it was like, no, we run, we go. I didn't realize the mission that, as fast as possible. I guess like some of the later <laughs> missions require some of the higher level stuff that you need to do. They do. Um, but yeah, the, that's not, we got more experience than we did like missions i guess mm-hmm. so we really out leveled the missions that we were on and we could have trounced mm-hmm. through like half mm-hmm. that game basically mm-hmm. that's so, absolutely correct yeah. which is also game design problems yeah i do think no, you I would think... probably enjoy zomboid it's fun I, I i think but i'm i'm you know me i'm too much of a lone wolf in games like that i'm very much a lone wolf at all times I think he's uh, worried that you'll suddenly all stop playing again. Yes, that's also the other concern. Why well, invest myself in another twenty dollars game that everybody's yeah. going to drop in a couple of weeks? So, um, yeah. But yeah, you were saying, Kevin, was that all? Um, yeah, I mean, the game's really not that fun. If it was, if it was like faster paced, I think it would be better. But it's really, you have to be, like, very slow and methodical about it. And it's, I don't know. It's okay. It's going to talk as why Gav isn't going to be playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm be- this is my honest review right here. <laughs> Spawn's playing with us? Yes. Spawn is playing. But, yeah, that's about it. I haven't really had time much for much else. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go, actually. And going on walks. That's been interesting. So okay. Yeah. Um Next. I myself uh just been playing more Elden Ring. Just I've been slow rolling through it and I'm in the last zone, so I'll be mm, finishing up my first game soon and then moving into new game to try to dig through some of the side stuff I didn't do. There are a couple of uh quest chains that have alternate paths um like very binary choices it's either you side with this person or you side with this person you get some different story and different items so i still have one more playthrough to finish up um at least and yeah so i've just been kind of slow rolling that haven't really doing a lot of the pvp or other stuff um the other thing I've been playing is Satisfactory. I picked that up out of, I believe, the Ukraine bundle from Humble. Um, oh, cool. And, yeah. Um, halfway done through Steel, so tier two. So I'm in phase two right now, I think. Getting ready to move into phase three. So, uh, it's just, it's not, that game is not, definitely I can see where that game is much better played with a group because there is definitely like a lot of exploratory stuff that you're doing at the same time you know you have one person ranging out looking for deposits dropping beacons then you have another person that's primarily working on assembly lines and 
your logistics and your organization skills and things like that. So it's not fun doing it as a solo player. I can definitely see where some people would enjoy that. But again, I'm far too much of like, I want to range out and find the things at the edge of the map that nobody's looking for kind of person. So. I think the logistics is what gives me problems in that game. It's like thinking and rethinking and rethinking again your different workflows. I've retooled my lines like six times at this point like exactly stripped them bare to ground and then rebuilt the foundation mm-hmm. and it's like i just put an expansion into my main four tier factory uh, my main four tier foundation factory building uh to expand out so that i now have separate wings so one wing is dealing purely in copper and the other wing is dealing purely in iron and you go up a level and then you go into steel production and then steel related things with vertical vertical uh conveyors and all that kind of stuff moving things between levels but it's definitely i could see where if i was i had another person or a couple of people those people could more easily focus on that while i got to go out in my truck and go look for things which is you know what i prefer to do in these kind of games mm-hmm. i like to be I have an objective of my own that I have decided I'm going to work on, which is generally just find the edge of the map and see what I can do. Yeah. So. That's basically all. A lot of time in that game and it's, it's get to a point where there's, you've done what you needed to do and that's it. Yeah. But that, the, the thing is like that further you there, there's always a further increase to efficiency you can aim for. It's like, okay, how many smelters can I fit on this uh, Mark II line? Uh, how many, how many, conv- how many uh, assemblers and constructors do I need to optimize my output for X, Y, Z? And it's like, okay, how do I quickly and efficiently scale this to mass production rather than like, rather than building 120 screws per minute? How do I scale this up to 4,000 screws per minute? Kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Those are interesting logistical challenges. But again, I'm still much more of a, I want to go out and want to map everything that's available in the game. I want to have a bounty of beacons leading me to every single resource in the game. And then get really upset because there's so much w, uh, work in progress stuff that you can't do anything with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Chris, what have you been up to? Um, let's see, uh, 14, I'm a Lalafell now. That's not <laughs> happy. <laughs> He's very not happy. Um, I, um, let's see, I've got everything up except my ninja and my samurai, they're the last two to hit 90, so that's going to be whenever I get free time to work on those. Raiding, we're still working on P3. We've had to shift a lot of stuff around uh, raid day-wise um, due to people's schedules changing, but we're getting there, slowly but surely. Um, I was a pirate last night and played Sea of Thieves. That was fun. The fun game. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. Neth would never, Neth would not be able to play it. I'm not I have, yeah. I have watched Spawn play it in bits <laughs> when it's not 
when it gets wavy, I stop watching. <laughs> it's super fun, but you would not be able to play it. Oh, no, 100%. Like, I, I have a hard time watching him sometimes, and I'm just like, okay, nope. <laughs> We're done. We're done. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, D&D has been a thing. That's been fun. Uh, and work. Lots of work. I've actually been offered more hours. <laughs> That's good. How many more hours can they give you? <laughs> like, God. Chris only works, like, what, 30 hours a week usually? 25 and usually is what I'm supposed yeah. to work. I work a lot of overtime. Yeah. So I'm contracted for 25. They're going to up the contracted hours. Oh, yeah, I was gonna oh say, okay. He's he's okay. he's so that, that's very okay. common in the UK where they have specific hours laid out in the contract rather than in the US where US and in part most of Canada where it's like 40 hours is the norm. Like that's what you would assume unless specified otherwise 40 35. hours is the norm. 35 to 40 hours is usually the norm. Um I know I had a bunch of part-timers that like I could not put them above 32 hours because they were classified as a part-time worker so they could not work more than 32 hours for health benefits and for overtime concerns so yeah that's that's it's more common to have work contracts like that in europe and the uk especially where it has a very clearly delineated number of hours that they are allowed to work or they are supposed to work yep i work a minimum of 25 a week but yeah but yeah, that's, that's going to be going up potentially even more later down down the line. So that's going to be good. That's nice. More money. That's nice. That's good. Less time for everything else, but more money. <laughs> Wouldn't know. You can stare all you want. You. Uh-huh, because we haven't seen you. <laughs> Neth, what are you get up to? Oh, um, yeah, I well, forget to remember that I go to I go to bed at like midnight now. That's the latest I'm awake usually. Um. Okay. So Project Zomboid, like Kevin was saying. Um. So it's Kevin, LB, Hot Dog, me, Spawn. Anybody else who wants to join? Uh, Siggy was on last weekend playing Zomboid a bit. Um. Nice. What Warzone. have you been doing in Zomboid? I've been running around all, all those perishables that are in the kitchen that keep magically appearing and non-perishables. Oh. That's me looting houses. So, Neth, you were I was I've been running around and you stopped at that end for far too long. <laughs> what? Run around naked. Oh, well no, my character actually spawns in in bra and underwear. So, yes, I am running around naked a lot of the time. <laughs> Until I find clothes, um, but no, I'm I'm looting all the houses, Kevin. Like I've on my oh. map, I actually have little X's marked on all the houses that I've looted, so that I know where I still need to go. Nice. Um, Warzone on the weekends. I just started playing Far Cry Six on my Xbox. Oh. Uh, that's about it. Been busy at work, so. I also have the week off now, so I can actually be around for a little bit with you guys in the oh, evening. Yay! I've missed you! Yay. Nice. Anybody else got anything else for the last couple of weeks? 
Not really. No. Not really. Uh, feedback shit. No one None. talks to us. Yep. Nobody That's likes fine. us. I don't give Is a that, has anyone offered us any more mortgages? No. <laughs> we don't even have any. We don't even have any good spam. Like just nothing. <sighs> All right. Uh, jump straight into stories. I guess anybody got anything that they want to start with specifically? Kevin has a whole list. Kevin has a list. Yeah. Um, let's do I have a couple a, of things. Let's do a fun one to start. Um, Fortnite ends up raising $144 million for Ukraine relief. U- Ukraine relief. Um, they were setting aside all of the money that they had made during recent recent patch that came out and ended up getting $144 million, which they were able to donate. Um, I, this is really awesome to see. I did this. I, you know, my stance on corporate on corporations. Yep. Especially bad actor corporations yep. like Epic. Yep. I don't, believe they should be lauded for the outcomes of their bad actions but at the same time i respect what they've done in raising the money but i don't believe they deserve to be lauded for you know naked capitalism I, but that's yeah. just me. I kind of that feel like me. a socialist Gavroir in it right now and saying, like, if they would have just donated a portion of their, you know, overall monies as time mm-hmm. has gone on for the entire time, instead of making a big hoopla about a single event, maybe yep. there could have been money there in the first place. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be the same as... Okay, Devil's advocate, because we always need a devil's advocate. True. Wouldn't that be the same argument for what Humble did, though? They did it as a humble event of what you, this is, you buy this, you donate to this, we send that money. Isn't that the same thing, though? Isn't Humble usually, like, isn't that their whole premise that they're donating money or? Giving it to yeah, but you're, you you've just you've just said why why have they limited it to this event rather mm-hmm. than just doing all of their all of their earnings? Well, Humble did the same thing. They limited it to this specific Humble bundle for Ukraine that was a specific period event. Why is it yeah. okay that Humble does it, but when Epic does it, it's not? Hmm. Is my chat broken? It just it makes me think like. If they can just magically give away $144 million, couldn't they be doing something all the time more sustainably than to just create a one-time event and give away all their money? Just, I don't know. Just give away all of their money. (laughs) What Kevin's talking about is uh, a more sustained, uh, charitable uh, drive within the company versus a naked capitalism, you know, we're going to bandwagon onto this one specific thing that's currently happening and then use that as an excuse to raise money, which I I assume that's what you're going for, Kevin. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, 
I don't know what Epic's specific charitable because I know Blizzard has a charitable group associated, but they have a charitable division, I guess. I don't know is the best way to describe it, but they have like a, a, a parts of the company that focus specific on charity events and things like that. Make a wish, uh, various other charity foundations, things of that nature. I don't know what Epic's specific corporate structure is relating to that. I would assume they had something either tacked onto their human resources department or something of that nature. But I, I, I think the problem is, um, my problem, a lot of it is with, um, performative charity, you know, Hmm. where it is not a deep seated part of their philosophy like the actual company's philosophy is charity humble deep-seated part of their corporate philosophy is charity yeah whereas epics this is like oh hey we make a shitload of money we're just going to donate some money to this at this one in this one instance kind of thing it's like publicity's done it's it's perform it's performative uh performative activism or whatever the hell you want to call it um but yeah, it's like it's it's stunt. It's it's just pulling a stunt out, and it's just like I appreciate that they spent the time and said, "Hey, we're doing this for this reason." But at the same time, part of me also just goes, "This is just them, you know, riding in the bandwagon on it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem that way. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I'm just like. And I'm assuming you're saying that about Epic because there's been several other bad things in the past that they've done that would make it seem like they're not operating like a charity. I don't think anyone here has any, usually has any good things to say about Epic, usually. Nor buy any games from their store. (laughs) Or use their store. I have have been given free games from Epic, but I I refuse to install them. (laughs) I bought one thing from them. Um, and it was um, Frostpunk. Oh. I didn't buy anything on Dauntless. I played Dauntless for about two weeks, and I bought Frostpunk from them, and that was it. I reinstalled Frostpunk, by the way, to play mm-hmm. it tonight, tonight or tomorrow, just because that was Good. so fun that first time I went through it. The second game is announced, and we don't know. I don't remember when they've got the announcement date for it for the release, but I'm waiting with bated breath for it. I'll be buying that one full price when it comes out, as long as the you know early reviews are looking good. Tempted to do the same because I really had a lot of fun mm-hmm. going through this, the first one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. It's part of me is just a contrarian, and you know that's not news to anybody. But I I see it as less of this is a core function of our company and a core function of our dna than more of a hey we're going to do this because this is how you get brownie points so but again i appreciate that they've raised this money and that this money is going to a good charitable cause that needs it right now um this is not a politics podcast. We normally don't talk about that kind of shit. But I will mention that uh, the U.S. is on the cusp or has already approved Lend-Lease. For those of you are, who are historians of World War II, uh, the Lend-Lease program basically goes, hey, 
we're just going to go ahead and give you fucking everything you potentially could want when it relates to weapons and supplies. Deferred five years. Knock yourself out. Have fun. This is uh, how the U.S. supplied uh, Britain and Europe during World War II is through the Lend-Lease program. Wow. Uh, before the U.S. joined, uh, before the U.S. joined the fight, uh, we sold weapons to basically for free to uh, Europe. Um, so, yeah, but they've approved Lend-Lease for Ukraine. So just mentioning that. I know we don't really talk a lot about politics and that kind of shit, but uh, I thought that was that was interesting. That's one of the <laughs> it's one of the craziest things the U.S. can do because it's basically just opened the floodgates to flooding the entirety of, of Eastern Europe with weapons and you want. food. Yeah, no weapons, food, equipment, supplies, anything you can imagine relating to this. So have all uh, the things. Basically, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, yes, I I give. A, the smallest amount of platitudes to Epic for donating this money and raising this, raising these funds. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's still to me, it's the <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's, that's some deep cuts there. Uh, crash. I, I do appreciate it. Um, but yes, I do send them some platitudes and uh, so I, I do laud them for what they're doing in that regard. But also always remember corporations are not your friend. Yes, that's that's I was just about to say that like props to what they've done and where the money is going. But don't 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 trust corporations. Correct. Um, let's I'm slowly stick... descending. I'm slowly descending down this rabbit hole of insane person. I know. What do you mean slowly descending? <laughs> there's there's so you drop much, down that you you drop down that so bitch at Transwarp. There there's so much more space to go down that line. Yeah, and you're still going down that bitch at Transwarp. Um let's stay on this same vein. Um just because we're going it's one Ukraine story to potentially to another. Uh Gav's oh. got one about Blizzard and a Overwatch skin. Yes. So, um, for those of you who do not know, Zarya has an Arctic Warfare kind of skin. Uh, it was very much sort of like, ah, Siberia, big uh, Yushanka with giant goggles and a big overcoat. Um, and on the upper right, left shoulder, there was a Z. Mm -hmm. So this skin is eight or nine years old or whatever the fuck Overwatch is at this point. I think it was like 2013, 2012, something like that. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a skin that's been there for a long time. <clears throat> been there for a long time. Um, it's weird because it, it, some parts of Russia have, and Cyrillic uh, utilizing countries have used a Z uh, as a symbol in some cases uh, long before the conflict in the Ukraine. Uh, the Russian, uh, the Cyrillic alphabet in the Russian language does not have a Z in it. There, there is no Z. There is no Z. Uh, Q1 2016, Albie's telling me. So, yeah, it's A, E, four, five, six years. Uh, yes. Um, so they have quietly edited that skin to remove the Z that was on her shoulder because that is being used currently as a symbol of pro-Russian nationalism uh in russia uh specifically um so kudos to blizzard i uh, i do also appreciate them not just coming out and blasting about it 
and just being like, yeah, hey, look at what we quiet. did. Look at what we did. We fucking did it. We took the Z off of her. Good job, guys. Hey, clap on the back. We did something good for once. It was just a case of, right, let's just get this done. We're just getting rid of it. It's fine. We're not going to bring too much attention to it. The only reason we know about it, about it is because you're uh, the Eurogamer article. Yep. Uh, Eurogamer article noticed that one specifically, and a couple other people noticed it and brought it up on Twitter. So Yeah, it showed uh, up on the Overwatch Reddit as well. Yep. So kudos to them. Uh, big kudos to them on that. Um, LB did ask me a question. Um, Humble always donates. They just change who gets it. And that is correct. So Humble, that that's, uh, they didn't really ask a question, but this was during our conversation a little while ago. Um, Humble always has a split between Humble, the developer, and a charity uh, associated either chosen by that developer or by Humble uh, associated with that bundle. Um, and you have a series of sliders that you can usually adjust to change how you want your donation to be div divvied up amongst those three groups. I think we talked about this not too long ago where they were testing, like taking that option away and it raised a big stink. And I believe I mentioned this a couple of months ago when we talked about it the first time, but yeah. Um, so good on blizzard for doing what they did. Um, glad to see it. But it sucks because it reminds you again how symbols and things can become co-opted by people. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah. So, uh, just remember that uh, just because you see something does not mean that uh, that specific thing is associated with the negative connotations that it has gained. It may just be a simple fact of it was a thing before that. Yes. Um... So talking about Blizzard, Kevin, actually, um, that was one of the bigger stories that came out recently was that uh, next one you've got on the list right there. For sure. Um, this is an, uh, so an article yeah. from Eurogamer. What? Okay, that's fine. We'll go with this, this one. one. That's fine. Oh. Um, I was trying to keep on You wanted a positive I was, note. I was trying to keep <laughs> a positive note. I will switch that one. And we'll Let's go try to keep it on the positive note and keep it moving forward and happy before we just went. Before we went oh god, now. everything sucks again. <laughs> the positive Blizzard article this week is about uh, Blizzard converting all USQA staff to full time employees. Mostly positive. Mostly, Mostly positive. positive. Mostly positive. Yeah. Um, the workforce of Blizzard will be going up by 25% as a result of this move. It's affecting nearly 1,100 people, and minimum wage is also being raised by over $220 as of April 17th. Good thing, bad thing. Why is this only mostly positive now? Because it doesn't include any of the QA people from Raven. Yep. Who were you Raven. <clears throat> yeah, Raven Seriously? Yeah, Raven is a satellite studio, yep. so it's a whole different set of uh, negotiations. So I stand by my mostly positive. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and... Go ahead, Kat. They also mentioned specifically that anybody that was laid off prior to this is not automatically being reactivated as a full-time employee. They will have to reapply for their previous positions. Yep. Yeah. So I, I understand why you said that now. <laughs> um, also that, um, also specifically that the, the Raven QA won't be 
this the the pay increase won't be happening for the raving QA people because of the unionization unionization efforts that they went through. So because now technically they are correct about that because of the NRLA, the National uh, uh, NLRA, uh, National Labor Relations Act and board, um, because that because they are a union group now, they have to be negotiated as a collective whole rather than just going, hey, your contract's updated. That's and that's the justification a lot of corporate entities use for going against unionization because you then have to you have to negotiate as a collective unit rather than as individuals. So your contracts cannot be updated or appended easily on the individual level. They have to be updated and appended as a group, but it makes you so much safer of a person. Wait, hold on, hold on. I need, I need clarification here then Mm -hmm. because I'm in a union. I work Mm -hmm. in healthcare. I'm in a union. Mm -hmm. My pay just went up and it's going up again. Any, any, at the end of April. It will depend entirely on how your contract is worded and how so, the union contract is worded. So a lot of the times, Chris, when they renegotiate the contracts, the contracts, because they're for X period of time, they'll negotiate, you, you get, you know, a pay increase of 1% at the end of this year, of 2% at the end of this no, year. No, 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 the pay, the pay increase I just got is because the GPs were like, you guys have dealt with COVID for two years here, have more money. <laughs> Well then, that is it. Everybody <laughs> did. Everybody get an across the board raise. Yes. Then yeah, it was just your 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 contract was the your your collective. If you all have collective bargaining, at because not all no, unions no no have not all bargaining. of us are in this. Not all of us are in this. Okay. okay, so that's yeah. Not not all unions have collective bargaining agreements put in place. Some unions are just there for, for worker protections more than anything else, rather than as a collective bargaining agreement. That one. Uh, <laughs> a collective bargaining agreement is. Not the exact same thing as a union. Okay, so that uh, clarifies that. Thank you. Yeah. So, because <laughs> like when you go in to talk about pay, uh, do you talk to your boss or whoever? My boss. Yeah, you talk to them one on one, correct? <clears throat> mm-hmm. So you yeah. might not have a collective bargaining agreement as part of your union. Because if that was the case, you would talk to your union representative and your union representative would then take the, the list of requirements, demands, suggestions, requests, whatever to your uh, to the union, uh, to the union group, to the union council, whatever you may have. And then they would then forward anything to your employer as a collective group. It's a very strong way to maintain cohesiveness uh, in the group. And to ensure that all people are treated fairly through a collective bargaining agreement. Now, with the way that the European uh, worker-employee relationship is set up, it is less required to have a collective bargaining agreement, from what I understand, in Europe. Because it is a less antagonistic relationship than exists within the United States and how... And in, in some parts of Canada also. Um... So actually, can that that last part actually makes a lot more sense? That that actually, yeah, no, that that actually answers a little bit. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a less antagonistic uh, way of doing things over there in a lot of cases. I learned things today. <laughs> today I learned. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they it's there's some good and some bad coming out of this. Um, I can only hope this leads to further unionization efforts within the game industry, um, especially because it is such a sort of wild west kind of atmosphere. So often there. 
um, and how people are paid and treated is grossly different amongst the group, especially when um, when you're talking about an unskilled workforce like QA. You noticed all the air quotes. Are they deemed as unskilled? Is that unfairness? In the tech industry? In the tech industry? Yes, they are considered unskilled labor. It's considered the absolute bottom entry-level position. Mm -hmm. Uh, Never mind. The UK government deemed nurses as unskilled workers. Never mind. (sighs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it's just like, uh, you have to look at, like, yeah. Yes, yeah. It just it's, so into my brain. I'm like, wait, yep, what? Yep, took a while for her. Like, <laughs> you also, you have to look, you also have to look into, into North America also, Neth, because in North America, a lot of construction work is classified as unskilled labor. In Canada also, I know construction work is also considered unskilled labor in most markets, which is crazy because... I see them fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's skilled... This I'll have to look up the article, but somebody wrote a very scathing takedown of what people consider unskilled labor, and the argument was basically that there is no unskilled labor ever. All labor is a skill. Everything, everything is skilled, and we cannot keep looking at work as between skilled and unskilled labor. Like I would, now the Kevin, this is not a dunk on you. Strictly, but Strictly. You, are a, you are a project manager, correct? Yeah. You are a project manager. Would you consider your work to be more skilled than a residential electrician? All work has skill. Exactly. <laughs> a, a, a residential electrician might look at your what you do, or a commercial electrician, God help you, working with 277, 280, you know, at 277 emergency power, that's the shit that kills you if you touch it um that was a very diplomatic answer from kevin can i just point they out? may look at what was, you do and kevin go going, like oh, i'm not getting yelled at <laughs> they look at what you do and go you just tell people what to do that's all you do you 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 write out what needs to be done and when it needs to be done and then delegate and then you delegate that's that's not skilled that's just telling people what to do Right. But then someone who does that would argue, well, I gotta make sure the right person's doing the right thing. I gotta make sure it's all managed correctly. I gotta make sure mm-hmm. the time scale's appropriate. I gotta make sure we have the resources. So everything is everything has certain skills that everyone that not everyone has for everything. So you can't just say, Oh, this is unskilled. This is the no, there's every, every all of it requires some skill at something that you probably don't do. Yeah. So, and that's the argument. That's the thrust of the argument that was made in the article: is that there is no such thing as unskilled labor. It is simply different types of skills being utilized. Um, and that's always been a very, in the U.S. especially, I know there has always been this very in the Western world in general has this problem. Um, UK has it, where you talk to somebody and they're like, oh, well, he just does construction. That's not skilled. He he just runs a cash register. That's not skilled. He pushes a broom. That's not skilled. It's like there are different types of skills that are being utilized in everything. And you cannot divide your working class along skilled and unskilled lines because all that does is that plays, again, capitalism. That plays into capitalism's dirty fucking grasp.
because mm-hmm. you're, you're artificially dividing the people against each other and and just playing them off of each other and that's not cool that's not what you need to do you need to people need to be united together and stand up to the tyranny of late stage capitalism wasn't that supposed to be our late article it was was <laughs> it was better than the first one because the yes. first one is very sad yeah let's go ahead and talk about that okay. let's, let's let's make everything sad this reported from Eurogamer, Judge Pre prepared to approve Activision Blizzard's $11, $18 million sexual harassment settlement with EEOC. What is the EEOC again? Uh, it's Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Yeah, thank you. See, he doesn't I'm even not American. That. He doesn't even have that, and he knew that you didn't, Kevin. <laughs> I'm Can not even lose- American, and I knew that. <laughs> Bonus. Kev, Kev lives in the state where it's happening. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> We're terrible people. You you know this. You know Damn this. Damn it, Kevin. <laughs> yep. So let's let's talk about this. Um this is really shit. This is this is yeah. not great. No. I think somebody did the math and figured it would be like $2500 a piece to the to the um plaintiffs. <clears throat> wow. I think on the high end it would be like $2500 total per person. Not nearly enough. Not nearly enough for for no these people who it. in some cases suffered years of systemic uh abuse and harassment and discrimination. Like this is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for some of these people who might have been like there are everybody from testers and devs to administrative assistants to human resources to other groups associated with this with this lawsuit. And some of those people are high up in the totem on the totem or could have moved higher on the totem. Even the entry level people that were associated with this. You know, having, oh, I was an admin for, you know, a vice president of procurement for Blizzard Entertainment. They could have moved up with that on their resume. Just mm-hmm. as a just as a note, how much did you say it would have been per person? About 2,500, I think. Okay, so in 2021, Activision Blizzard uh, published their report for their annual earnings. Uh, billion dollars. Bobby Kotick, that's with a B. Bobby Bobby Kotick that year earned one hundred and fifty million. Yep. In compensation, which is how much more than this settlement? Oh, the settlement is eighteen million. So uh, you did not quite one tenth. Not (laughs) a little bit over one tenth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of Kotick's uh, compensation I'm s- for I'm sorry, it is a slap in the face to these to these individuals. Mm-hmm. It is a slap so in the face. Yeah, there's one paragraph here. It says critics of the proposed settlement include the Communication Workers of America, which called the 18 million woefully inadequate in its own objection filed last year, noting the figure would provide the maximum settlement allowed for only 60 workers. We're concerned how the EEOC got to this number and how it believes that number will be fairly distributed. Mm-hmm. Now, if that had been like 1.8 
billion, it'd have been a different story. But that yeah. is 18 million. Even 180 million would have been better. Would have been right. closer. Would have been closer to where it needed to be, yeah. How many people are involved in this exactly, Neth? I think you've probably got oh, the article right now. I'm looking to see. I can't see how many people is like. I don't see a spot where it says how many people are involved. Are being Just represented that, for this? Yeah, I don't see it. It doesn't say anything. Probably more than sixty. If well, definitely, more, definitely than 60. more than sixty. Yeah. So someone but, is getting uh, the short end of the stick. Uh, well, no. It, what they'll do is they'll divide it evenly across the class. Is what'll happen. Because so I believe this is loses. a class action suit. I believe this is qualified as a class action, if I remember correctly. I believe it is. So the money will be divided equally amongst the class unless there are exigent circumstances relating to specific individuals within the class. Mm -hmm. Which is what their objection is about regarding how do you how are you going to give this to people that need it if everyone can't get their fair share? Yep. Oh, here's another interesting thing. So the Department of Fair Employment that started, that has the big lawsuit again, because this is separate from the, the major other big one. lawsuit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they also filed an objection because, so they, they said, um, this could set calling, precedent for calling the publisher breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against, against women claims the settlement will cause irreparable harm to its own ongoing legal proceedings if approved. Given that its terms, among other things, would require employees yep. to release Activision Blizzard from all claims under California state law. Mm -hmm. So in order to get part of the 18 million, you have to release us, which means you're no long, now no longer able to be part of the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing case, which will collapse their case. It undermines their thing. That's exactly what this is. This is this is designed to this this is this is weasel speak. This is pure a hundred percent unadulterated weasel speak trying to trying to gut the other lawsuits that exist. Um so it says um pending enforcement action against the defendants will be harmed by uninformed waivers that the proposed decree makes conditional for victims to obtain relief. The proposed consent decree also contains provisions sanctioning the effective destruction and or tampering of evidence critical to the case, such as personnel files and other documents referencing sexual harassment, retaliation, and discrimination. Um, despite the objection, a U.S. District Court judge says now, has now said they're prepared to approve the settlement, writing, the court is generally satisfied that both monetary relief and non-monetary provisions are fair, reasonable, and adequate. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Nope. Um, this is also a way that like like you said, personnel files and records, because this purges anything yep. related to this from personnel files and records. Yep. So it's like this never happened. Because you signed a paper. release, it comes out of it comes out of your personnel file, it comes out of the person who complains about personnel file, and it goes through shutter because you've signed a release and you've been made whole. So that mm -hmm. evidence no longer exists. Oh, my. Hmm. Was yep. this designed to undermine the California yes. case? No, 100%. I guarantee you 100%. that this settlement offer was designed specifically by the defense, by the defense to gut the uh, DFEH case. Because that's the, 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 DF, the DFEH one is the big one. That's the mother load oh. of cases. 
Oh, and also the 18 million is also intended to be used um, so that Activision Blizzard can also establish harassment and discrimination prevention oh. programs out of this 18 million. So that's even less for the people who are involved in the class action. Yeah. So if people and then don't... any extra funds left over go to charities to... of their choosing. Uh, no, it, it rolls back into Blizzard, if I remember correctly, so that but, they can disperse it as necessary, as as they deem fit, essentially. But it, it has to be, it, so it, what it says is, it says the 18 million will be stretched as it pours back into Activision Blizzard so the publisher can establish harassment and discrimination prevention programs to be audited by the EEOC. Any remaining funds would then be donated by EEOC to charities of their choosing with a focus on those tackling diversity and equality issues in the workplace awareness of harassment and promoting women in the games industry so it would be dispersed by the eeoc to charities yes. of the eeoc's choosing yep yes the wording you used made it implied that it Sorry. was blizzard yeah. choosing how it was being no. dispersed well the fact that not all of it would be going to people who are wronged is oh yeah crazy. no yes 100 percent. it's ridiculous this, this whole thing is, is a sham do we know who the EEOC is and who's behind them? I mean, that's the EEOC, the Equal Opportunity, um, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Yes, um, they're a government agency. They're 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 an alphabet soup agency. I don't. Why would two different government agencies, California being one of them, both be suing them at the same time? Because the California, because it's the California state oh. agencies. Uh, so, EEOC California is federal. Uh, yes, EEOC is yeah. federal, whereas the other one mm -hmm. is California state specifically. Yeah, DFEH is California's own entity. Right, but obviously they're not talking to one another because they're undermining well, the, California. Yeah, the one's federal, one's federal, one's, one's federal, federal, one's at the state, state level. level. They how don't have to talk the, to each how other. How often do those levels talk to each other, Kevin? It's no different than here in Canada. The, the, the federal and the provincial levels don't talk to each other. <laughs> like, yep. I work for the government. They don't fucking talk. Well, Hell, departments of the government don't talk to each other on the same level. Forget about different yep. levels. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Okay. The whole the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing? That. <laughs> it's a thing. And don't forget, too, this is on top of the new lawsuit that we talked about a couple weeks ago, the new one that got just got filed. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah, still an absolute shitstorm. And, yeah, we'll see how the Microsoft merger goes. Because there's, there's, there's a lot of pushback going on right now about the potential Microsoft buyout. <clears throat> yep. All right, what what what's next? Let's get off this topic. Let's get off this one. Uh, this is fun horrible. <clears throat> All three yeah, of let's my look topics. A fun one. Are, All three of my topics are okay. Uh, let's talk about the GOG one. That looks interesting. Um, so uh, some evidence is coming out that it looks like GOG, um, the good old game, uh, the games <laughs> platform Cut arm that, of. CD Projekt Red. I was just gonna say, is that the one that's owned by CD Projekt Red? Yes, it is the games. So it started as GOG, good old games, uh, and was used primarily to update and get working older games from the classic PC era. Uh, 
shit that wouldn't play that on the can, modern PC. They they play they play nicely with modern era systems. Um, so in the last couple of years, GOG has been pivoting into a rebrand. They moved from good old games to GOG, uh, and if you remember, we talked about this a couple of years back, the GOG Galaxy Launcher, which was this launcher, this 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 launcher platform that was designed to bring all of your your game accounts into one single launcher that you can easily use to organize your entire collection and launch games from one single launcher rather than having to launch six different versions and five different copies of the same launcher or a different launcher to dig something up. <clears throat> Great process. The GOG launcher, GOG Galaxy launcher has been one of the better launchers that I've used in the past. <clears throat> Uh, it is great for organizing and getting all of your games from various platforms onto one easy to use system. I can well, confer- I, can, I I will say one thing that the GOG they did a rebrand of all the Star Trek games recently, mm-hmm. so they work on modern systems. I mm-hmm. got Bridge Commander works fucking seamlessly. It's mm-hmm. so good. So the thing is that recently they have been kind of as I said they did this rebrand from good old games to GOG. Uh, and it has less focused on older games, classic retro PC gaming, and it has more been focused on bringing modern brand new titles to their platform and utilize and being able to sell them DRM free, basically. Um, so it seems like they're taking a little bit of a pivot back towards good old games. Very recently, they just, I believe it was a couple of days ago, I think it was the sixth um, they launched. They launched on the GOG platform uh, a a now working version of the Wheel of Time first person shooter built in the Unreal Engine back in 1999. I played I this. I I still <laughs> own a copy. I think there's somewhere on one of those shelves over there. There is that co- that game is on that shelf with like four discs or something stupid like that. I don't even fucking remember. It's something like that. Uh, but it was a first person shooter set in the Wheel of Time universe. Because I'm a child, I've just purchased Armada and Star and Armada 2. <laughs> Close GOG, Christopher. I, I'm closing GOG. <laughs> um, but yeah, somewhere on that bookshelf back there with all my old games and stuff is is a copy of the Wheel of Time because I read the shit out of those books, and my mother read the shit out of those books, and my brothers read the shit out of those books. So, yeah, those are over there. Um, I shouldn't be allowed to go on websites no, that have should not, especially not during the show. Ooh, especially not was, during the recording. We went to the show, and I went, oh, let's have a look at their website. And it's like, oh, God, okay, it's right there. Okay, yeah, so I yeah, bought no, it. No, no, stop. No. Um, no. So this is... Bad this, is <laughs> this is good. Um, because it, it sort of signals that <clears throat> the other thing that they've also done there is that they've, um, also put a new tag into the GOG storefront that lets you search for retro games, classic games, good old games. Um, so it makes it easier to find these older games, these older gems of yesteryear. Um, this is all good because it kind of looks like maybe a return to form, maybe pivoting out of this, like, modern i'm competing with steam but not really sort of platform which is good i like to see this i have exactly one game through them which is barrow the only game i have barrow i actually run all of my all of my steam games through through um dog yeah 
I, I I did that for a while, and then yeah, I, I just fell off of it for some reason. I'm not sure why. I've actually I've actually only just noticed that Xbox Xbox Live is on there as well, so I might actually mm-hmm. connect that at some point. Because I like I the Google Home. It runs really smooth. It's really good. It's very smooth, and it's 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 a very it's a very pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to say like Origin, Origin is not a fun experience to use. Origin is very clunky. It's yeah, very is clunky. Not a fun thing. Uh, Ubisoft's launcher is garbage. Also, let's connect. Uh, but yeah, so that's it's it's good to see Gog pivoting back a little bit, or, or at least advertising their older games a little bit more. Now, I know a lot of this is naked capitalism. It is naked. Hey, the Wheel of Time series is out on Amazon. Mm. Let's cash in a little bit on that. Which is on my to-watch list. Yeah, I've heard okay things about it. I don't mind. I'm not a frothing fanboy, and it's like, this character isn't as lily white as they were described in the book. (laughs) It doesn't bother me as much like i'm just like okay i guess this is the choice the director wanted to make this is their artistic vision i respect that i know what the character looks like in my head based on the book but this is the this is the creative direction that they wanted to go i'm all right with this let's let's see let's see as long as it's as long as it serves the character and the story respectfully i don't give a shit what they do because i've got my own mental image of what these people look like based on what i read just because that doesn't jibe with what somebody else thinks they look like. Respectfully, okay. Gav does not give a fuck. Yeah, really don't give Respectfully. a fuck. Respectfully. Respectfully. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's that story. I'm very, very happy about it. Um, on talking about subscription services and platforms, yeah. Kevin? <clears throat> we actually had PlayStation release the tiers of their subscription service as we talked oh, about God. was coming it's on the last show. all shit. It's all shit. Did I mean, we talk about this two weeks ago though? No, no, no we, talked, we, we talked about We, we knew it was coming, yeah. but, but we, we didn't, didn't know what was coming. Now we okay. know what's coming and it's now, fucking shit. Kevin, I apologize because you were explaining that. And I jumped um, in on top of you there. Sorry, yeah. Kevin. No, I mean, we talked about you know, is this going to work long term or not for a long time on our last show? And I think we've gotten mixed reviews. I think, you know, one of the people who I would trust and respect by looking at what the tiers are and what's available for them, um, Sephiroth, friend of the show, put into our chat channel because we posted this in Discord when it came out, um, like almost two days after our show was posted. Um that he actually thinks it's not a terrible thing if the games are good, um, especially the middle tier. The top tier is kind of bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. To recap, the bottom tier is the same price as it always was, and it has basically the same sort of stuff that it always has, as far as I understand. You get yeah, two so monthly PlayStation Plus Essentials, games. the basics. Yeah, the PlayStation Plus Essential Bundle, $10 a month or $6.99, or sorry. Nine ninety nine US, six ninety nine UK, um, and eight ninety nine euros. <laughs> eight ninety nine euros. Two monthly downloads. You get discounts, cloud saves, and multiplayer. 
um, for the PlayStation Plus Extra tier, it's fourteen ninety nine US, ten ninety nine UK, and how much euros? Thirteen ninety nine. Thirteen ninety nine euros. Um, that gives you what you got in the previous tier, plus a catalog of four hundred PS four and PS five games, which are downloadable. So if those are good games, great. If they're not, if you don't want to play them, it's you know who cares. These the, games will include the likes of Spider Man, Spider Man Miles Morales, God of War, Return, uh, Re- Returnal, Returnal, Returnal. I thought I was reading that wrong. No. Uh, An Kombat interesting 10. game. An interesting game if you mm-hmm. have the time. Mortal Kombat 10 and Death Stranded. Branding. Yeah. Stranding. PlayStation. The top tier, the premium, the PlayStation Plus premium is $17.99 US, $13.49 UK, <clears throat> and how much euro? $16.99. $16.99. That gives you everything on the previous tier, plus 340 additional games. That includes PS3 game streaming, PS original, PS2, PSP game streaming, or and download. download for the PlayStation 1 and 2 and PSP. Yep. Ooh. And then PlayStation 1, 2, PSP, and PlayStation 4 games streaming on PC. So the streaming on PC is interesting. Um, but yeah, there's other parts to this that I... Yeah. So, I don't. What if you don't care about old games? Let, let me let me tell you this, Kevin. There were thirty eight hundred games released on the PS2 alone. Okay. They're adding how many classic games across how many platforms? Yeah, three hundred and forty additional. Yeah, so, across PS1, PS2, and PSP, mm-hmm. and PS4. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're getting a small mm-hmm. back catalog of everything that could yeah. be available you're not even getting 10 percent. yeah so to clarify you're getting 400 ps4 and ps5 games so that's but that's all for that's for the extra that's the second no, and that's, tier. And that's current stuff that's simply because they cannibalized and abandoned the ps4 very quickly yes 100 yeah. percent. the premium is the one that's giving you the ps1 to psp for downloading and streaming and then ps3 for streaming exclusive mm-hmm. You can't even download the PS3 ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think it's going to be very odd what you can download, what you can't download, what you can play on PC, what you can't play on PC. It doesn't say anything about PS5 games being able to be played on PSP, PS, PC either. Um, PlayStation yeah. has also decided against putting its first-party games onto the service the day it comes out. In Correct. contrast to what Xbox Game Pass does. Yep. Yep. And that was Game Pass. And if it's an exclusive, it's on there right away. It's not everything, but it's the majority of the games. But it's a lot. Um, Now, I'm also going to mention, by the way, Kevin, um, seven thousand nine hundred and eighteen games released for the original PlayStation. Okay. Okay. If if you if you only include the North American ones, uh, what does that bring it down to? 1,335, yeah, just for North America. Jesus, there were that's a, still a law. Yeah, because I was going to say, because I, I know there was an, an exceptional amount that were region-locked to other areas that we could I mean, could, duplicates. Yeah, yeah. Duplicates over PAL and over Japan yeah. and NTSC and everything else, yeah. Even still, 1,000 just for the PlayStation alone. 
Yep. And then, you know, another how however many for the PlayStation Two. Another how many for the PlayStation Three. And how many and, for the PSP as well? Because they're yeah, adding that too. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're but you're only gonna get three hundred across all of these platforms? Like really? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, you can't play computer still. So I'm a you. PlayStation fanboy. I am a giant PlayStation fanboy. I've always had a PlayStation. I was for the longest Sony, time. Sony, you fucking up. You fucked up here. Microsoft is providing the same service that is better. Yeah, yep. straight up. But so Seth's argument is that they're not trying to compete with Game Pass, except that they've kind of said that that's kind of the sort of sphere they want to be in. And then there's essentially Sony the is same not... thing. Well, yeah, like they they can't say that they're not trying to compete with Game Pass when they're when they're saying like, "Hey, this is our version of Game Pass." And it is literally the same thing. Like, um, well, it's, it's like you got to remember that it's like they have a very different view because you have to remember the PC market still is not very popular in Japan. The PC market is not that big, and Sony is a very Japan centric company. That's why, like, cross and they have very, very traditional sort of ideas about how this thing is, and it's like you don't. It's very much not a spirit of cooperation kind of thing, uh, which is why that was the that was the crossplay issue for so long with Sony, and it's still an issue with Sony to this day. It is still an issue. Um, so they try to stay within their own little walled garden, and that's fine if they want to stay in their walled garden. That's their choice. I my money spends as good as anybody else's money. So just remember that. I know? think this is. It's actually more like a Nintendo Switch like online service model where it's like, hey, pay us some money. You can get some back catalog games. That, I but would, but not I think, even that, because I the back that's... catalog is huge. Ooh. Nintendo's back catalog is not that big on Nintendo Switch Online. It is not that big. Oh, OK. No, I'm, I'm going by it's... what was available when when Spawn was playing the Wii. I have no idea what's available on the Switch because I'm not allowed to touch it. It's a very select compared to how many games It's a very narrow selection. I think... Don't get me wrong. They are adding to it constantly. Yeah. But it is nowhere near as... Like, I actually still own more uh, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System games than is available on there. Yeah. And the price is far more reasonable (laughs) than the prices that are being quoted here. I mean, regardless of what their stance is, they're losing. <laughs> they're going to be losing to Xbox on this one, for sure. Again, as a PlayStation fanboy, yes, they are losing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, oh, here's a fun one. Twitch. Fun? Oh, yeah. yeah. Twitch oh yeah, this is fucking hilarious. Boost train feature after porn was added to the front page. So, <laughs> this being reported through Eurogamer, um, some of you lie. may or may this or is not. Funny. Some of you may or may or not have known that there was a boost feature on Twitch where you could actually pay to have a uh, time on the homepage and be. This was still a very new feature. It was only it, it was only introduced in March of this year. Yep. So 
people figured out how and it died by april (laughs) (laughs) and and people figured out how to boost themselves while streaming pornography so that there were boobs on the homepage. yep um several people took screenshots you can see the links in twitter um but yeah there's as soon as this happened twitch is like well Due to safety-related issues, we during testing we are going to take this feature back. Um, the safety-related issues being too many people getting boners. I don't know. Yeah, the safety, the safety of the kids. Um, <laughs> Will somebody please think of the children. <laughs> I, I think the main, you know, other than people, other than moms getting upset and you know Karen's calling in to Twitch or whatever. Um, people didn't like the fact that you could pay for boost in the first place and I think it's also partially retaliatory like we don't want to see people pay for views or get famous because they have the money to like promote themselves more than someone else it's just I think goes against what people Capitalism. want the platform yeah, to be in the first place <laughs> so and like there was a i think we might have skipped it last show but there was several employees that have quit recently or this year um just because of you know these features to try to you know continue to get money out of people on twitch it's like if the content is good and if you're you know paying bits and subbing to channels and like they're getting a cut of that in the first place so all these other tactics to try to milk more money out of viewers or actual the streaming people or the actual content creators in this case is just completely unwarranted and i'm glad that uh this is taken down already chris math you good they were paying bits to see bits uh yeah they definitely uh... <laughs> and i think the thing that was interesting is like if you look at some of the screenshots, not only are there tits on the homepage, but it says in prominent lettering, promoted by the streamer's community. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that makes yep. it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the streamer community um, promotes tits. Yep. I approve that message. <laughs> Jesus, age fucking uh-huh. Christ. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with tents. Tents are great. Tents are great. Yeah, you good? You okay with those big bazongas? I mean, they're there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Moving on to baseball. It was a good yep. uh, something. Baseball season just started. Uh, opening day was yesterday. And of course, me being the good Baseball Astros March. fan I am, I have been watching the, I've watched the first two games and the Astros beat the absolute shit out of the Angels. And I'm so happy. Nerd. Fuck California baseball. <laughs> they whipped the dog shit out of them last night. It was 13 to 3, I think. 13 to 5. Yeah, 13 to 5. Or was it 6? Uh, but yeah, no, whip the absolute dog shit out of them. And I am, I couldn't be happier. 13 6, yeah. <clears throat> uh, 
mostly because uh opening day um so usually how opening day goes is that and most games is that they will announce the staff first and then they'll announce the players afterwards the second they announced dusty baker who is the uh, gm for the astros and the team dietitian and nutritionalist which are some of the first people that get named that like assistant coaches and things like that um they started booing and it was capacity crowd they were just booing the whole time for these people and it's like most of these people weren't here in 2017 folks y'all can fuck right off okay just just fuck right off so um yeah it's been great and it's always nice to see the astros beat the shit out of somebody so baseball 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 the only the only baseball i know is when i was younger and it was like four in the morning on channel five just showing up at the end of the night here here's here's some baseball go to sleep <laughs> That's about the excitement level of it. Yeah. <laughs> Going to a baseball game, in my Boring opinion, AF. it's only good for I'm one thing. I'm glad that you love it. If you haven't talked to someone in a few years, going to a baseball game is a great way to catch up. <laughs> I am glad that you <laughs> love baseball during most of the game. He's not wrong. I'm He's glad. I am glad that you love baseball, but every bit of baseball I've ever watched, I was asleep in ten minutes. I get it. It's all right. It probably helped. I will say I have been to two games in my life in person, and it's much more interesting when you're actually there than it is on the TV. I will give it that. It's much more interesting in person. I mean, it probably doesn't help that the only experience that baseball I had was at five in the morning. Uh, But you also, you know, you can also you also get to um, you also get to uh, drink at the game. So yeah. Um, I didn't because I was. 12 so no uh, they uh, they clearly don't start you early enough up there no did they have drink back then i think this was before they uh, domesticated yeast so probably no alcohol uh, at that point wow. <laughs> oh. speaking of things that i'm the youngest i can do anymore. i can say that <laughs> I'm the second youngest. That's gonna kill me. (laughs) E3 has officially ditched their show for this year. And probably forever. Do we even need trade shows anymore like this? I don't know if it's forever. I I, I agree we don't need them, but I don't think it's forever. The forever is a little fatalistic, but, you know, this year, yes, it's cancelled. I don't think we need E3. Honestly, I do not believe trade shows are not necessary at this point in time. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, the little webinars that people do that kind of explain their new games, the Nintendo Direct, I mean, I think that pretty much covers it. Final Fantasy letter from the producers, dev diaries, all that kind of stuff. I think that's overall replaced the purpose of having those um having those big trade shows because that used to be a situation where the news traveled much slower than it does nowadays and it was useful to have all of the big gaming news collected at one place to announce all this stuff Mm -hmm. especially with lead times on games now being in some cases decades almost closing in on decade long development times because of scope of games have increased so so much in the last couple of years. I mean, we heard about Elden Ring years ago, and it was just released this year. 
and uh, Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. the first announcement for that was like 2013, I think. And, the, so, and there's more like, updates that are coming out more than yearly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole yearly cycle is kind of antiquated at this point. Yeah. Well, and and developers are starting to do them more on their own in on their time schedule and what suits what they want to do rather than okay, we're gonna wait for E3. Right. Mm-hmm. Or talk about something like I've mentioned before it's ready to come out. I mean, I I would rather have an announcement from a company with something that's going to come out versus something that they say is gonna come out that never does or comes out years later. I mean, if if Blizzard didn't have BlizzCon, would they have even talked about Diablo 4? I would have come out at Gamescom. Like, Gamescom, I still... I don't know. I think maybe having one large conference a year would be nice. But we don't need, like, E3. We don't need multiple. One is, need a bunch one is of fine. Them. I think one industry standard conference that... Maybe rotates location every year. Maybe one year it's in the U.S. and the next year it's in uh, Germany. It's in Cologne. The next year it's in uh, Dublin, or you know, the next year it's in Glasgow or something. Glasgow. 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 Yeah, I know <laughs> Glasgow. Uh, it's in Glasgow or somewhere else. You know, it, it just rotates yearly. You know, what is it? Edinburgh. In, in Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Who are the next losers in, here, though? Like, if we don't have an in-person event, do the indie studios lose out on people no, spilling over into there? No, the indie studios don't really. The indie studios don't go. This this is an the industry trade shows are ninety percent the big players. It is your Sony's, your EA's, your Xbox, your your Activision Blizzards. They mm-hmm. have these massive booths, and also with the advent of. With, with digital communication, crowdfunding platforms, Twitter, uh, YouTube, platforms like that, indie games have a better chance of getting out and getting good, solid information out to their player base easier. Now, what we could use is a better clearinghouse for this information. Because there are Kickstarters that I've missed, and there's, there's you know, things like that. There's crowdfunded programs that I've missed because... I that information didn't get into my sphere. I think a better way to disseminate that information would be better. I don't think a trade show is the way to go because even even you know with the indies that do end up going to trade shows, a lot of times they're overshadowed by the larger releases and the larger companies that are taking over more of the precious viewer minutes. Right, but who do you want brokering that information for you? Do you want it to be Sony? Decentralized. Or... I think decentralized yeah. by the people kind of thing. I, I think the, the, the YouTube Wikipedia model where it's like it's decentralized and, you know, the information is available to all mm-hmm. is the best way to do it. Yeah, because if, if, if I had it, if, if E3 rebranded into a platform that gave developers of all sizes a space and a voice to broadcast about themselves it's like hey this is uh i don't remember what the name of the studio was but this is genital jousting horse pole vaulting (laughs) we're back to genital jousting (laughs) this is this is my new game i love it you know this is my new game hi 
My name's Chuck. I'm an independent game developer. This is the new DLC expansion pass that I'm releasing for my game that won a BAFTA. This At is General you Jousting. the developer voice. Yes. Oh God! I don't remember everything, um, but yes, this. I think that giving. I think that if E3 or Gamescom or somebody rebranded into a platform that would give these developers a chance to talk about, I like the TED Talk of you know, um, of game development. I think that would be good. I think that would be a better way of going about things than the model we use wherein it's like there's yearly large conferences yeah but i I think even if we switch to a webinar type model you're going to miss stuff about those you know smaller games you know i liked you know the one thing that i did do when i went to pax and when i went to south by southwest gaming was like going to the show floor and seeing like indie developers with their new game kind of set up like that was cool to me and i think we might lose some of that if you know we miss their webinar we miss their article or kickstarter like sometimes going to an event like that where you can just kind of walk around and go oh that game looks cool how many people have a chance to go to that i mean only a few thousand and only in that area yeah and then again how many of those smaller games are going to get co- are going to get any amount of print right or coverage not much that's that's still the same problem i think allowing having a a more decentralized platform that allows that information to be searched easily mm-hmm. and recommended to you easily would be a better would be a better bet it's like yeah. a like the gog it is the gog galaxy launcher of promoting your game i think is what we need right now and more than Steam's god awful <laughs> recommendation tool. Yes. It's like, I don't care about these 10 games that you want to push on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what you're saying is AI and learning is the way to go. I don't think AI and learning is the way to go. I think you could, I think you could have real people helping to curate this as a group rather than like like a wiki style thing <clears throat> i don't think it needs to involve ai and this is this is on the blockchain and everything else i don't think it needs that i think it just needs to be a good clearing house of information rather than just hey there's 55 different disparate sources that all have this information you have to go dig through it and find it i i liken it to dig how dig used to be back in the day <laughs> Yeah. Or slash dot, you know? Yeah. Where it was these very useful uh, aggregators of information. Yeah. We still need that. Maybe there's some blogs out there that I don't know about that do talk about indie games, but yeah, I would I would tend to agree. Like, I didn't know about Project Zomboid at all. And that was a game that I have played you know but who's who's bringing that information to light who's highlighting those games who's recommending them to play i mean i, I don't i don't see it i find out for my son <laughs> no i do how is your he, son he, finding out about it streamers okay hmm. 
heard about Zomboid a couple of years ago for some reason. I don't remember why. Maybe it was a couple of years ago. I don't know. I heard about it a while ago. <clears throat> Do you want anything else to say about that? Uh, no, I mean, I just, I, I hope we get some interesting stuff coming in the future. Um, uh, discovery? Um, yeah, so... Speaking of discovery. Uh, speaking of discovering something new and interesting, uh, Discovery and Warner, uh, the, the massive media conglomerates have finalized their merger, uh, and they are now one corporate entity. I believe it is... Uh, Time Warner Discovery or Warner Brothers Discovery, something like that. Warner Brothers uh, Discovery. Yeah, it merges uh, Warner Warner Brother Movie Studio, uh, the Discovery family of channels, Animal Planet, Discovery, all that kind of shits. Uh, HBO, CNN, um, Turner Broadcasting stuff. Uh, so TNT, Turner Sports. Um, yeah, it's it's an absolute behemoth of content. Sorry, behemoth of content. And it's crazy. But um, do this, people care? This, do they watch it? Um, dude, yes. The shit that's good HBO. HBO, CNN, Turner Sports, which is one of the biggest sports networks in the country besides ESPN. Uh, Warner Movie Studio, uh, which is behind things like The Matrix and other popular films of the last 50 years. CNN, major news source for a lot of folks. Uh, HBO, home of Game of Thrones and fuckloads of other shit. This is a massive deal. Like, uh, Discovery. They have Mythbusters. They have Shark Week. They have because uh, they own Animal Planet. Discovery Animal Planet is a Discovery Channel. Like this is a lot of content over the last twenty years that is now being reposited within one company. Uh, Warner Brothers also owns the film rights to Harry Potter. I mean, personally, I can't wait to watch the Ghost Town Terror on HBO Max. And alone. And the I... unexplained mistress phenomena. The what? These are shows that are on Discovery. The Yep, uh, dude, that shit, you, you are not the target audience for that, okay? <laughs> like, Obviously. Ice Road Truckers, you're not the target audience for. The, the unexplained yeah. mistress phenomena is actually with William Sh Shatner, by the way. Yep. I'm just saying it's like you are not the target audience for a lot of this stuff. This is a lot of like daytime TV that runs on Discovery Channel and Animal Planet and shit like that. You are not the target audience, Kevin. But guess what? Some of these shows are massive. The ones you listed, probably not. But I, I bet they are. We have Discovery Plus. So Discovery is now part of uh, Discovery now owns HBO. Which means all of your, all of the boobed seasons of Game of Thrones and all of the non-boobed seasons of Game of Thrones are now going to be on the same uh, company that owns Ice Road Truckers and uh, Myth Mythbusters. Wow. It's, it, you, 
it's it's funny haha when you go it's like oh hey they own these things and then you realize oh god their catalog is massive holy shit the amount of stuff that is contained within this one company now is ridiculous see we got discovery plus because will and i love watching paranormal ghost hunting shows and all of a sudden yeah. none of them were on fucking live tv anymore and we couldn't figure out where they had gone they all went to discovery plus mm-hmm. so we were like okay well for us it was like absolutely we'll fucking sink the money into getting this because we know we have all of them yeah <laughs> in one spot yeah it's it's just this just further shows the the consolidation of resources within late stage capitalism I get okay, so we're just naming this episode all about capitalism. No, we, we will not be because <laughs> that's what it's coming down to today just our hatred of capitalism. Um, but yeah, this is this is but this is this is resource consolidation. Maybe not this something is, this we is should a... advertise with the whole Russia situation going on, Chris. Um, I think that this is this is um, this. <sighs> This is a hundred percent a symptom of late stage capitalism, though it really is, because this is the consolidation of resources. This is mm-hmm. a finite pool of things that is getting into the hands of a smaller and smaller group every single time. Like you've got the Microsoft Blizzard thing, you have Bungie just buying Sony, uh, Sony just buying Bungie. You've got um, uh, other the other companies that have merged down into smaller entities, uh, Marvel being bought by Disney and Disney owning half the fucking planet. Yeah. You know, it's wild as hell. Um, and kind of scary at some time, at some points. It is because but, what about the smaller people? I mean, it's the same thing we just talked about with Indies. How do you know mm-hmm. about them? How do they succeed? How do they compete? Mm-hmm. They don't have their own yeah. streaming channel, you know? They do, but it's called Twitch, and they have to follow Twitch's rules, or YouTube's rules, right. or Vimeo's rules. Yeah, I mean, I'll like having new stuff on HBO to watch, if it's any good, but it, I think I agree it's bad. The, consolidation, the further consolidation is bad. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of terrifying to me a little bit. Um, it it is kind of inadvertently solving one problem, which is what streaming channel do I go to to find this program and having to have like eight different channels on your Roku because where the hell this is This is what the program? thing that I complained about when the Epic launched their 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 game store. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I don't like the fact that I have seven different launchers yeah. to find the fucking games I want to play. I want to just find the fucking games I want to play and play them, which mm-hmm. that's why GOG is very nice in that regard. I was about to say the same thing. It's why I like using GOG, because I just open up GOG and everything's there. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Um, so, yeah. I think that was my last story. The last thing I was going to talk was. about. Um, last thing we've got on this agenda, I believe, is going to be Chris. Um, I believe also... Who was it that uh, mentioned the segue? I did. You did? Um, so I just wanted to mention real quick that Kevin segued from boobs to baseball because boobs are like baseballs, clearly. No. And just thinking about baseball is what people tell you to, you know, stop thinking about sexual thoughts. Yeah. That. It's just to think about baseball. I just wanted to go ahead and make that very clear and very awkward and just mention that. 
So just 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 throwing that out there. Thank you. It was Thank even you so better much, than my one last show. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate you. That was a good segue. It was. <laughs> it wasn't at all. Not in the slightest. But I appreciate you trying. Is a good I effort. Refused. You're not cutting anything. Uh, gold star. Gold star for you, sir. Nat's confused because I'm, she never I'm had confused. to not have sexual thoughts. <coughs> She's never had to stop herself from having sexual thoughts. Why do you always have to go there? Why does this always have to be weird? Hey, I don't, Chris, I don't, what's coming in 6-1? Okay, Jesus, okay. Mom, okay. Dad, stop fighting. Chris, yeah. what's coming in 6-1? Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV 6.1 patch is going live on Tuesday. Uh, we will have our standard 24-hour maintenance on the Monday. So the, the servers will go down uh, on the 11th. Uh, I'll give you some time zones. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time, 3 a.m. till 3 uh, a.m. the next day. So 3 a.m. on the 1st till 3 a.m. on the 2nd, on the 12th. Uh, 6 a.m. till 6 a.m. and then... British summertime, eleven till eleven, so on and so on. Mm-hmm. So everything you everything you need to do, make sure you do it before the servers go down for twenty four hours. Uh, note of what is going away: we will be, the the Moogle Treasure Trove event will be finishing. So anything you got to get, go get it now. Otherwise, you have to wait until the next event to spend those tombs. Uh, what else we got? Let's see. Right, so. Uh, 6.1 is the newfound adventure patch. Uh, the story for uh, the 10-year arc for Hydaelyn's Zodiac finished at 6.0 with the launch of Endwalker, and we're getting the start of our new story. We are no longer warriors of light. We are just adventurers. So, How many bare asses do I have to collect this time? I don't know, but I'm kind of excited to find out. <laughs> so 6.1, will, uh, the new main scenario will be added. Uh, it will start off at the Rising Stones, uh, speaking to Tataru, as it always does. Every fucking patch, every fucking new story starts with the Rising Stones and Tataru. Um, that, we're not Scions anymore. Sorry, Elby. Gav did that, not me. <laughs> I mean, that's falling asleep, so I don't think it matters. I'm not. I, I said Elby. I've got a um, kick in my neck. Uh, so, yes. To mean, start if I was the... falling asleep, you'd know I'd be, I'd be gone. I would just get up and walk away. At the Rising Stones. To start the new MSQ, uh, you have to have completed the final quest of the launch content for Endwalker, which is the quest Endwalker. Uh, it is easy, it, the amount of quests that are being added looks like a good chunk of story, so it's going to be a bit a bit long, and I'm quite excited for it. <laughs> uh, we will be also getting Endwalker's Alliance Raid series, uh, which is Myths of the Realm. Uh, we will be diving into the lore of the Twelve. We're all very excited for this. That quest chain will start off in Old Charlian, uh, and we will be meeting up with some former friends. Do we know what? Uh... Do we know what what series we this one is inspired know, by? This is not inspired by a series. This is a wholly new 14 story. Bullshit. Nope. 
because the, twi- the the story of the 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 twelve gods of Eorzea are are fourteen exclusive. That is that is there just are... fourteen. Well, let's see. There are twelve Zodiac Braves in Final Fantasy twelve. There are twelve Zodiac Braves in Final Fantasy Tactics. There's twelve gods in Final Fantasy tw- uh, Tactics Advance. There are twelve am... judges in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. It's not exclusive. Like the concept of the twelve is no, not but exclusive. this story, this story, it's not, it's not. Oh, Jesus Christ, Kev. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this story is just as something that's made for fourteen. It's not tied to anything, any of the other series. It's not tied to any other square properties. It's just designed for fourteen. We'll see when Cloud and fucking Squall jump out of nowhere and just start beating the shit out of things. What happens? Let's see the egg on your face at that point. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, you done? Just let him get You're through done? the final at fantasy the moment, shit, yeah. Chris. Come on. At the moment, I'm done. We'll Come see. Okay. Uh, we'll be getting a new role quest uh, for all the classes, which will be an individual, be a single chain, but you have to have completed all previous role quests for Endwalker to get through that. We're also going to be getting additional to New Game Plus, which is pretty much everything that was in 6.0 added to New Game Plus. No. The important one, the important stuff. This is a redesign of old content to make it a bit more streamlined. Oh, the new, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the new, the new, the new bits and bobs that we're getting here. So there will be adding a new duty support system, which is essentially the trust, but redesigned to work for everything at two for two point So all of the launched realm, uh, realm reborn content. Um, you. It essentially is just the trust system, but with characters you cannot just choose. That's just set characters. Um, so I'll have even less reason to do command missions. Yes, command missions will pretty much be obsolete, to be honest. For leveling, you just use this. Um, this is also a system that you can use to essentially <clears throat> not have to play with people if you don't want to. You don't want to play with people? Just use these. Just use the system. They are also going to be redesigning a lot of the old dungeons. As uh, some of the ones that are getting some changes, Dentara Deepcroft, Copperbell uh, Mines, Sestasha, all getting some slight reworks, as well as the redesign of Castrum Praetorium and the removal of uh, the Rayon. hardest raid in the game. Uh, uh, what the fuck? What the fuck's it called? The uh, Wind. Oh my god. Wind? Garuda? Nope. The one before uh Copper but the one before um Castrum. Keep Westwind. Oh Westwind. Yeah. Isn't so that keep... the, the the solo fight? No, it's gets to getting turned into a solo fight. It used to be an eight man raid. And uh, the, there's a there's a there's a there's a, a meme about Cape Westwind being the most difficult content in the game. Uh we always whenever a new player goes into it, you always Tell them, give you always like them some fake raid videos about that people have made for it. To that's that's them uh, Ristin or whatever his name is, right? Uh, yeah, 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 the, the easiest, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you always tell people it's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is getting changed into a solo dungeon as well as Castrum Meridium being changed from eight man to four man and Praetorium being split into two separate dungeons and being made four man content as well. So main scenario roulette is being redesigned to accommodate this. 
it's not going to be as it is right now, where you get a Praetorium and you get a full level out of it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be much different. Oh, and you know, yeah, it's easy. falling asleep, and it's you can just can. I'm not. I'm reading something. Would you guys relax? I'm not falling <laughs> and asleep. Easy, uh, easy tombstones when that's uh, Praetorium. Easy active. tombstones and shit. Yeah. Um, Praetorium's active. Yeah. The massive PvP overhaul is finally coming. We're finally getting that. Uh, so this will be the removal of the feast entirely. So the ranked PvP, the feast will be removed entirely. Rival wings is going to be temporarily disabled while they do balancing adjustments to to work with the new system that they're going to be using for the ranked stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we'll be getting the new crystalline conflict mode, which was previewed on the live letter by Yoshi P playing his black mage in the crystalline conflict and getting his ass kicked. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, Preach actually shoutcasted that, and it was kind of fun to watch. Like he absolutely did a video of him shoutcasting it. It was really fun to watch, to be honest. Um, there will also be adding the. Uh, I don't want to call. I don't. I don't want to call it a battle pass system, but it kind of is a battle pass system. But mm-hmm. it's you don't buy it. It's just there. Um, it's just a progression track, then. Yeah, it's a progression track. That's the better word. Yeah, so there's a progression track that will eventually reward really cool armor that looks actually fucking sick. It looks like Bolvar, but Lich King Bolvar mm-hmm. with his full armor set looks amazing. Um, warding for those uh, progression tracks, they will be available during the season, and they will be available to purchase off a vendor in the following season. But once that second season is finished, that stuff is gone and you cannot get it again. So there's a okay, little bit of nice worry for FOMO. You get, that's, that's, that, that's, that's actually dealing with FOMO, though, because it gives you two months to put into it. We don't know how long the seasons will be, but yes, so it gives, uh, we, as far as we know, I think we, we think it's going to be major content patches per season. Mm-hmm. So that's about two and a half months per season. Which is fine. I'm happy with that. Um... Let's see, we are, the rank system for PvP is getting redesigned to be a bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond system, with crystal being the highest difficulty one. They're setting it up so that you can, you cannot, you will lose star, you will lose points, but you will never drop below your current section. Okay, so it's so if, thresholded. Yes, so if you, if, you go, if you go from bronze to silver, you can never go back to bronze. Okay, so it, it, they're, they're, it gives you a minimum floor every yes. time. It, so it thresholds it you to a minimum floor every time you go up a rank. Okay. Yes. Uh, what else have we got? The, there is the new housing, the housing zone, which will be activated finally. Which I won't have enough money for because I haven't played the game in oh, like a month not, and a half. I haven't not, played the game in like make... a month and a half. I mean, a, I mean a, small, a small is only like three and a half million. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 but it depends on how the, how it goes, and I don't know if I have the patience to be up all night, so I might enter you know, a lottery you don't, and be it. Yeah, that, that, well, that's all you can do. They're get housing savage is gone completely. Uh, they cha- they spoke the about it at the live one, letter. Yes. Nope, yeah. nope. They spoke about it at the live letter. Housing oh, savage is gone entirely. Every single housing plot and every single zone will be lottery. Okay. So it's you want a house? It still gives it still gives a lot of uh, a lot of uh, weight to FCs, but it does because like my current FC has seven beds, seven, enough for seven beds, so we're going to be throwing those in 
for one of the large plots. Yep. Potentially an eighth coming up as well, as maybe. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of power for FCs here. Um, but the FCs are only going to be going for the large plot, so you're not going to be wanting a large plot. No. We'll see. I, I mean, I'm going to have enough to put one bid in, and that's going to be it, so... Now, I want you to make sure. I want you to open up these patch notes. Okay. I want you to scroll down to miscellaneous. Okay. Because we need to discuss this next one. Um. He is right because the our our, our show notes do link straight to your lodestone. Oh, is it to my lodestone? Okay, yeah. I used the wrong link. Okay, I'll fix that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Do you like my Lalafant, though? No. It is adorable. Thank you. Bad potato. You're a potato. Alright, okay. Misk. Uh, Rothgars have a new hairstyle. Look, look at, look at, look, look at, look at them. Look at the ears, or lack thereof. Oh, it means they get helmets now. Okay. Means Harothgars can possibly put on helmets. Where are their ears, Gav? Okay, now I need to look at this. Deleted. It looks weird. Where their am ears I? have been deleted. Uh, go, go to miscellaneous now. Okay. So they're adding new Hrothgar hairstyles. They're actually also adding new hairstyles for male and female Viera. The male and female's Vera's ears still appear. The Hrothgar, and this is what Yoshi P said during the live letter, oh, the, the ears are hiding under the hair. No. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. Where the fuck are their ears? Yeah, that's... It, it just looks terrible. Just... <laughs> They're just gone. Right? It just, just don't, it doesn't look right. Wow. Per cat daddies. Um I like the Wondrous Tales change. The Wondrous Tales change is really nice. Uh for anyone who's unaware of Wondrous Tales, um so for example, if the Wondrous Tales tells you to go do Binding Coil of Bahamut turn three, you only it doesn't it, it, they're changing that so that it's just go do do go do binding coil of Bahamut. So just do any turn you want, and you get the the tech over. Oh, okay. Nice. So there's like, a there's I'm, a little. Not getting what you're saying. So example, uh, if it says go to Eating's Gate uh, four, you only you just uh, going to be changed to just go to Eating's Gate, which is really nice because you let them a lot more you can do. Ooh, some of the furniture being added is pretty. They're adding quite a few new furnishings, and uh, there's actually also adding a new housing uh skin like an, a new house skin it looks like a gingerbread house it's adorable um i don't think i've scrolled up far enough for that yet these are just the preliminary patch notes which means we don't have any class changes oh, that's cute. Uh, we won't get the full patch notes until monday where the servers go down it'll be about 12 hours into the maintenance we'll get the patch notes um so yeah i'm quite excited it's gonna be fun Are you going to jump back in, Gavin, and tr see the new story? Yeah, I'll come back for the new story, but it's just like, again, I'm by myself. 
And even moving over to Europe wouldn't change anything, Chris. You know that because you the the, the time difference is just so wild. So, Agris, and, Agris and Seth are up till like five, five in the morning my time. Yeah, that's just like it's still. You'd have people to talk to. I'd be midnight my time, and you know how much of an antisocial asshole I am too. So I know. Yep. So it wouldn't do me any good to go over to the EU servers. So well. Well, we're getting data center visits. We're getting yep. data center visits in this patch as well. And they've already said if this goes well, they have the tech to do region visits. They just have to wait and see to see if it works. Probably be six two, and so probably another four months, four or five months before we see that. So we'll see. But I can jump over and play with you at that point. Yeah, but you won't because you'll be asleep by the time I get off work most days. But weekends. Weekends are still a different story, but you're still mostly <laughs> you're still mostly on Euro time for the weekends. So, okay, but I don't have to be on Euro time for that for this week. Yeah, no, I got a week off, fun. so I can do stuff this week. I can be uh, yours this week. You know, I, I miss you guys too. A, I know just, the sleeping is a lot is really kind of important. The sleeping is very important, and we used to bitch at you all the time about it. Yes, for not sleeping. And now that I yep. am sleeping, you're bitching at me for sleeping. So make up yep. your goddamn minds, well, bitches. Well, it's because you're sleeping at the wrong time and it means we don't get to see you. Clearly. That's, you don't get to make a decision on when he goes to sleep. That's like, listen to your body, my dude. I love uh, my friends. I hate my friends. Uh-huh. I mean, clearly I was joking. I couldn't even get through it without laughing, so. Oh. Uh. I love my friends. I hate my friends. Uh-huh. Okay. Kevin, if I turn on my fan, how much are you going to kill me? We're almost done, Neth. Give us five done. minutes and we're good to go. I'm dying. Well, die quieter. Die for <laughs> two more minutes. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to have the preliminary patch notes linked in the show notes. Uh, and when the actual full patch notes come out, I will have them linked on our Discord. Uh, because this will already be out by the time the patch notes come out. Um, Chris, LB had a question for you. Oh, I missed it. What is LB's question? Go to hosts. Go to hosts. Is there still collars? I believe He's it's very concerned are about there his still collar. Collars. LB. Incorrect English. Wait, I, when you said go to hosts, there's nothing about in hosts. I don't see anything in hosts. Oh no, sorry, that's it's, in, it's chat. in the stream sorry. chat. It's in the stream chat. <laughs> Oh, okay. Pulled the wrong window open. Is there still is there still callers or what is happening to mine? What do you mean callers? Ooh, you talking like dog collars? If you are, that's pretty kinky. You do you, buddy. Nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with being collared. Um, <laughs> oh I never said shit. Oh Moving boy. On. Uh, no, Elvi, what, 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 what are you, what are you talking about with collars? Wolf, oh, the wolf marks. Wait, wait, what kind of collar? He's talking about, he's talking about the wolf marks. Um, but he's talking about specifically you know, the collars. He's talking I about the think, collars, not the marks. Wolf collar. I think he's talking about the wolf collar. That's from Feast. The, 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 the collars are from Feast. Oh, the collars are from Feast? I have no clue. Let me, let me skim through and see what's happening. I would like to know, Albie, what's wrong with ghost hunting shows? They're fun to watch and laugh at. Should we do final thoughts? Well, 
Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into final thoughts at this point. Uh, Neth, do you have a final thought? Um, my final thoughts are that I wish my spawn good luck on his exams as he's about to start. Okay. Okay. First Kevin. Tonight. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I I want some fun games to play, and I feel like we're in a bit of a drought right now. I'm having fun with my games. Uh, Christopher, final thoughts. Um, brain not work. Okay. Um, uh, I'm shamelessly stealing this joke. Uh, but my final thought is uh, Lind Lease is about to show Russia why the U.S. can't afford universal health care. Okay. Final thought. Um, yeah. yeah. Anybody, anything else? You, don't, you didn't get the joke, Beth? Uh, Lind Lease is that program where we send weapons and supplies to other countries? Oh. Rather, yeah. rather than paying for health care? Yeah, we're about to show them why we can't afford universal health care. Um, oh, I saw a funny, real, the, completely unrelated. I know we're wrapping it up, but you talking about health care made me think of it. I saw a really funny thing about someone who's playing their next D&D round as a lawful evil cleric, and they're playing it like the, the American healthcare system. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Which I thought was so fucking <clears throat> funny. Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. All right. Uh, that's going to be it. That's going to be our show for this week, folks. Star Wars of the Week. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Coast to Coast EU. Kevin is at Swing Cat with a K. Chris is at Akari underscore Lich, L I C H. Gav, I, of course, am at Gavril underscore ET. It's two I's and one L. Neth is at Nethwinch. Send emails to feedback at tctceu.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us live on Saturdays. We record and stream the show here on twitch.tv slash ctceu. That's no extra T there. It's just ctceu. For links to today's show and our Discord, you can visit our website at tctceu.com. Shoot us a review, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, however it is that you listen to the show. Say... Good luck, Spawn. Sure. I was going for something funny, but good luck spawn works. Good luck spawn. Say good luck spawn. Good luck spawn. <laughs> <laughs>